Canine Nation eBooks are now available. The first two volumes, Dogs As They Are and Teaching Dogs Effective Learning, are available in bookstores now. More on how you can get them at the end of this podcast. Welcome to Canine Nation Audio Edition. It's Monday, June 17, 2013. Canine Nation is a regular feature column that runs on the Life is a Human online magazine. Life is a Human features articles about what it means to be human, the good, the bad, and the enlightening. This column explores what it means to be human in our relationship with dogs. You can find it at lifeisahuman.com. To get directly to Canine Nation, go to caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. A complete archive of all the Canine Nation articles can be found there. Hi, I'm Eric Brad. Canine Nation is about learning, understanding, and living successfully with our dogs. Modern animal training techniques based on behavioral science can produce amazing results in working with our dogs. Whether your dog is a loved family member or a working dog, a canine athlete, or a trusted companion, Positive training techniques based on science can help you enjoy a more productive and fun relationship with your dog. Join us as we explore the many facets of living with our dogs and taking a fresh look at how we work with them. Whether it's taking a closer look at everyday issues we share with our dogs or busting long-standing myths about training and dog behavior, I hope you find something useful in each of the Canine Nation articles. We're glad you're with us. Now here's this week's installment. Silly dogs, happy dogs. One of the great joys in my life is knowing that my dogs are idiots. Don't get me wrong, they are intelligent, well-trained, eager to work, and well-accomplished in dog sports and activities. It's just that, on occasion, they seem to enjoy acting like idiots. I don't mean to suggest that I only enjoy their periodic lunacy for my own entertainment, although that certainly is a factor. If I'm honest, a large part of my enjoyment comes from my ability to join them in their silliness. You see, I like being an idiot too sometimes. If we feel safe, if we are with people we trust, we can feel free to be as silly as we like. Maybe it's a bad pun, maybe it's a funny face, but we all like to goof around and laugh. It's the same with our dogs. They enjoy the freedom and release of just being silly, too, sometimes. Anyone who has ever owned a puppy can attest to this, as I'm sure you have seen the zoomies, those sudden bouts of just running all over the house for no apparent reason that seems to happen mostly in the evenings. Depending upon your particular kind of dog, you may feel more or less comfortable with doggy silliness in your household. While silliness and play are a natural part of being a dog, there can be some drawbacks. Larger dogs don't know which of your furnishings are fragile and may bash into things. Dogs have claws that may mark up floors or scratch doors. And I have heard dogs described as having, quote, a mouthful of cutlery, those sharp teeth that sometimes accidentally inflict minor scrapes. Yes, it's all fun and games until the human puts a stop to everything. 
Your dog is in the middle of having a grand old time when suddenly a table gets bumped or someone gets nicked by a tooth and, no, the game ends abruptly. Your dog could be confused by this. They were just having some fun and suddenly they are getting yelled at. They probably aren't sure why you are reprimanding them. Dogs don't really know that it's okay to crash into the sofa, but not the end table. They didn't mean to catch your finger when they were re-gripping the rope toy that you were playing tug with. So, when we suddenly end the game, it may not be exactly clear to our dogs what went wrong. Being proactive in teaching our dogs the rules before we start the game can save everyone some unnecessary stress. Each of our dogs has different games they enjoy. Our youngest dog, Rizzo, likes to play with toys. Any toys. He's not shy about telling you when he wants to play. He simply grabs a toy from his collection and shoves it into the back of your leg. He wraps a paw around you and asks for play. It's almost like he's saying, Aha! Game on, dude! And frequently, we oblige him. But it was important that we taught Rizzo a cue for not now. It's okay for Rizzo to ask for a game, but it also has to be okay for us to say no from time to time. So we taught Rizzo that the cue enough means we're not playing right now. But we rewarded him for finding another activity to do instead of continuing to push his toys at us. Our older girl, Tira, is very intense. She loves a good game of fetch. What she does not enjoy is when her little brother Rizzo finds it necessary to get involved in her game, too. Tira can be a little possessive about her stuff. So, it is in everyone's best interest to manage her play sessions so that Rizzo can't get in the way of Tira's good time. We do our best to manage the two and make sure that Tira gets to chase her toy in peace. That way there's no fighting and no accidental squabbling over toys. As much as we enjoy being silly with our dogs independently, Tira and Rizzo do seem to enjoy being idiots together as well. It's Rizzo's custom to seek out Tira at some point during the day and give her that cheeky look or quick bow that says, Hey, catch me if you can, and he takes off. Depending on her mood, of course, Tira will either give chase or give us that look that says, Why did you ever bring that idiot into this house? In either case, we usually end up encouraging the silliness and getting involved ourselves. We grab a few toys or take them out in the backyard for a romp. Silliness is a regular part of our routine. Regular trips to the park are also a part of our routine. Rizzo and Tira have a few doggy friends, and we often meet up with them at the park. While we do monitor their play together, we generally do very little to direct the silliness. We sometimes throw balls for them or chase around with them a bit, but the main activity we practice is just asking for things. We think it's important to call our dogs into us from time to time, just to ask for a sit or a down. Other times we will ask for the ball or a couple of behaviors before throwing it for them again. So it is silliness with a few requirements. So long as our dogs continue to respond to our simple requests, we can get as goofy as we want to get. Most of those requests are behaviors we teach first at home in a training environment. Drop it, take it, leave it, sit, down, and wait are all important parts of our training program, 
drop it, or leave it can be just the thing to settle down an overly enthusiastic game of tug. Sit and wait can give our rowdy dogs a much-needed break from chasing around the field at the park. So, it's important to teach some utility behaviors that we can use to manage our dogs, even in their silliness. The important thing here is that we are using several frequently practiced, highly rewarded behaviors to manage our dog's play. We don't say no or stop it. That would communicate very little to our dogs. In fact, it may even give them the impression that we don't want them to be playing at all. And that's not really the case. Sometimes they just get a little over the top and need to be redirected and calmed down a bit. Using those previously trained behaviors engages their brain and lets them earn rewards for cooperating with us. Tira and Rizzo trust us. It's what makes our silly times together work as well as they do. We have taken the time to teach them how to know when it's game on and when it's game over. We've taught them a few simple rules to playing with us safely. We've taught them some useful behaviors to help direct the games so that everyone has fun. But perhaps most importantly, we have been consistent in how we have used all of those tools. Trust isn't something that comes for free with our dogs. It has to be earned. I think we have earned our dogs trust by listening to them when they tell us that they want to be silly, to play around some. We earned their trust by letting them win a fair amount of the time. We earned their trust by not just shutting down the game for reasons they might not understand. And we earned their trust by not changing the rules to our advantage whenever it suits us. Playing with my dogs is one of the great joys of my life. When my wife refers to the idiots that live in her house, I'm proud to count myself right in there with Tira and Rizzo. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Canine Nation. You can find the text version of it at caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. Teaching Dogs Effective Learning is the second Canine Nation ebook to be released. It is a collection of essays from the Life as a Human online magazine on how we train and teach our dogs and what we can learn in the process. The book includes introductory notes for each essay, as well as two essays written specifically for this book. Also available is the first Canine Nation ebook, Dogs as They Are, a look at what our dogs are, where they have come from, and how they adapt to our lives. Both books are available in the Canine Nation store in Kindle format, EPUB format for iPads, Kobo, Nook, and other e-readers, or a special PDF edition formatted for instructors that includes licensing for reprints for students. Just go to caninenation.ca and click on the store link at the top of the page. You can also find Canine Nation eBooks in the Amazon store, on Apple iTunes, at booktango.com, and other online booksellers. You can join our discussion about dogs and dog training on Facebook. Just search for Canine Nation to get to our group. You can ask for membership, and we'll add you to our growing family. If you can spread the word about the podcast or link to our caninenation.lifeisahuman.com page, we would certainly appreciate it. That's it for now. Thanks for listening.